Ah, oh, yes. Aren't these, you know, what precious little things. Praise God. You know what? And they, and they grew up to be precious young things. Then they grew up to be precious old things. Praise God. And then precious older things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen. Title of this message, and this message today is, is really, this isn't any real deep, great theological, but I want to just encourage you today. If you are paying attention at all, now I got a friend of mine, said, you know what, I just quit watching TV altogether. So I watch DVDs and movies that I want to pick, he said, because I just want to be hearing from God and I want to be in the Word of God and all this and that, but he's not oblivious to what's going on. But if you are aware spiritually at all of what is happening in the day, it is chaos. And listen, if you do not understand that we are in a spiritual fight, then you are missing the boat. And so I'm going to say something, and I'm not, listen, I'm not talking politics, affiliations. I, I, I'm not any, I'm about Jesus. I don't care what you call yourself, I'm Jesus. So when voting time comes, vote Jesus. We do have voter guides coming. We have, we've sent for them a few weeks back. I don't know what the holdup is other than maybe the devil. And this is a non-affiliated, non-partisan thing. Basically what it does is it gives you who's running for what and exactly what they believe in all these topics. The only thing I'm going to ever tell anybody is vote Jesus and righteousness, okay? So the reason I say all that, if you think that this is just two political parties on the earth fighting right now, you are so far missing it. This is a spiritual battle of Christ and the Antichrist. And if you don't believe that, never, ever, since I remember ever, has ever a witch come out and said, hey, we're getting together in New York, invite everybody because we're going to put, now this is the truth, this is on the national news, we're going to put covens, we're going to, we're going to put curses and hexes on the guy that just got nominated for the Supreme Court. This is public. They are out there in public inviting people to come. The witches are getting, and I'm saying, I've never in my lifetime remember anything ever like that. So if you don't think it's spiritual, then you are wrong. And I'm here to tell you it is spiritual. And, and don't shout me down and get mad at me because I'm telling you what's going on out there. You cannot be passive today. Let me tell you something. Think of it this way. If I was fighting for something, sometimes, you know, our fight can wane. But when you think about your child, will you fight for them? That's exactly what you're fighting for. Because the devil has almost said, your generation, go ahead. I'm going to get your kids. He ain't getting my kids, and he's not getting your kid as long as I've got breath in me. Because I want you to be encouraged today. The world has gone crazy. Things are out of control. But I want to tell you something. Jesus is still at the right hand of the Father. We're still seated in heavenly places. We still have authority. The enemy still loses. We have the victory. We're the head and not the tail. He is still greater in me than he that's in the world. All those things still apply. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. But don't be naive. If you think that you're going to walk on this planet and say, I'm a Christian, and not have to battle or have any problems, and you're absolutely mistaken. Somebody has lied to you. Become a Christian, and your life's going to be great. It will be, because you're going to heaven, but you might have a few battles on this earth. Okay? 
And, as, and listen, as the body of Christ, this is something I have been hammering on for months. We need to be praying and helping each other. Because too many times in the body of Christ, when you're struggling with something, bless God, you must not be spiritual enough to handle that. I got mine, you get yours. No, we need to help one another. And, and here's another one. If you, you better be very careful. Because before I had kids, I could tell you exactly how you should be raising your kids. I had a kid, I had to shut my mouth because I don't know anything. Don't start judging people by their kids being knuckleheads sometimes. You know, well, your kid's out of control, so that means you're out of control. Whoa, 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 be careful. You know, because you know what? You know who else is out of control? Christian, child of God? We are. I don't know about you, but I'm sure Jesus is up there saying, what? are you doing? That's right. That's exactly right, because you'll do more harm than good. Okay? And again, we're talking about a biblical discipline, and there is discipline. How many of you say that you have, to, yeah, and, and Haley's saying, well, I wish you'd have learned that a little earlier. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, we still have life and life more abundant. It is time to stand up and be what we are, the righteousness of Christ. His righteousness, not ours. All right, but I want to encourage you today, do not give up. Do not give in. Because Jesus is still at the right hand of the Father. I like to say this. He is large and in charge. Still today, even with the chaos that you see going on around you. And listen, I understand it because when, when I was teaching in schools, you were on the front line. You see that what is happening. I would not want to be a young person today. The, the struggles, and it is a spiritual thing, the battles that they go through. Let me tell you something. There is a, the spirit of fear is running rampant in our nation today. And let me tell you why I know this. Because well, I'll tell you what manifestations are of fear. Anxiety, stress disorders, anxiety disorders, panic, depression, all comes from the root of fear. And we need to continue to pray about that. And I'm telling you what, I have seen more of that in the last four or five years than I have ever seen in my lifetime. When I was growing up, there might have been a few kids that struggled with some things. But never have I seen the mass scale of this kind of thing happening. Don't tell me that it's not spiritual. Now, here's my thing. A bunch of witches in, in New York are going to get together. They're going to have a coven. They're going to do something. Guess what? I'm going to pray. You know what? There's going to be chaos in that camp. Why? Because we serve the one true living God. Why do we shrink in fear? Oh, no, they're going to have a witches. And they're you know what? I'm going to step and say, guess what? God's going to show up. Guess what? You're in trouble. It's time to stand up and take the authority that we have. Amen? Take that spiritual authority because we know the thief doesn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's, he's trying, but don't give up. Now, here's where I want to go today. 1 Peter chapter 5. Here's what I want to go. In, in verse 8, it says, and I'm going, to do some, I'm going to do some word stuff here with you. Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, be sober. That word means clear-headed. 
and awake. We need to be clear-headed about what is happening today. Have you ever gotten up in the morning? Or, well, I'll give you a better example. You ever decided, you know what? I'm going to get up this morning, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my prayer closet. I'm just going to pray. Just five minutes, ten minutes, I'm going to pray. And all of a sudden, I mean, all of a sudden, you say, I'm going to just set this time up. And all of a sudden, it's, well, i got to get this done. i got to do this and this and this and this and this. All of a sudden, you're not clear-headed and single-minded about anything. There's a hundred things going on. We need to be clear-minded about what is going on on this planet today. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. There is an enemy, and he is raging. It is the spirit of the Antichrist. You don't believe me. I have never, ever, ever seen people clawing at a courtroom door before. But I did read about it one time in Genesis. You can do some studying on your own there. So be sober, clear-headed, and vigilant. That word, be on guard. Keep watch. You cannot walk around this planet today. So, hey, I'm a Christian. Everything's great. I'm just No, you better be on guard. You know, when you're driving down the street and you see all this construction, you got to be paying attention because when I, I go down, I don't know what street it is. Not Easter Day? Is it Easter Day that's under construction? Ashman? Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah Ashman, Easter Day. You know, you name it, it's under construction. And, and you know, it's got that one single road and it's coming this way and you got people and businesses and, and you got to be on guard because you don't know where they're coming from because, you know, I'm not smart enough to figure out what the heck's going on. I'm just like, what? And it changes, right? Yesterday was a stop sign here. Today there's no stop sign here. Yesterday you had to turn left here. Today you can't. So you've got to be on guard and that's how we need to be spiritual. You need to be on guard. Now, it says you're, the enemy walks around at as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's, he's toothless, but he's got a big mouth. Because Jesus went to hell, jerked every tooth out of his head, but he walks around trying to convince you to give up what you've got, give up the authority that you have, and shrink back in fear. Oh, my goodness, they're going to get together and they're going to pray against or chant or whatever it is they do to whoever, whatever God they're doing it to. And instead of saying, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Get the, go ahead and get the 300 prophets of Baal. Throw the water on it. Throw the water on the altar. Go ahead, throw it on, throw it on. Cut your chant, do all you got to do. And then say, hey, God, play the fire. That's right. We walk in the spiritual authority. Now, we need to use wisdom, but, you know, don't be afraid. I remember, I remember one time, this was probably 15 years ago, um, and I was, I was here, and we were, we were doing our thing, and, and um, somebody came to me and said, you know, there's a covenant in this area, and they are praying against you. I'm like, well, praise God, I'm praying for them. Like, I'm supposed to be afraid. No, they're an inconvenience, but I'm not afraid. Now, you know, the minute I, that comes out of my mouth, I know what's happening. I know what's going on. I know the enemy's going to rage, but we win. Do not give in. See, what he's trying to get us to do is quit right now. Sure he does. And your peace and everything else that goes with it. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything. But if we are clear-headed about what's going on, you know how many people are not? I am in shock at how many people are just walking around without a clue of what's happening. I'm like, do you not see what is going on? There isn't. You know, and again, this whole political thing, it's not politics, folks. It's spiritual. And we've got to understand that. 
And it doesn't matter what man, woman, mineral, vegetable you put in office. It's a spiritual thing and we have got to understand that we have to look to Christ for everything. All right? So we need to be vigilant, on guard. This is not a day, and this is a big day of, of distraction. We're distracted. We need to be on guard. What? For all the spiritual things that are going on. Holy man, John wants to speak. Go ahead. When John speaks, people listen. You betcha he will. Wow. Yeah, well, you don't need to, yeah, they don't need to really put, yeah, they don't need to put that thought in your head, you know. Anyway, yeah. So here's what we need to do. Verse 9, 1 Peter 5, verse 9, it says, Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now, let me break that down a little bit. That word resist means more than, oh, stop, oh, stop. You know what it means to rebel? That's kind of a, that's a harsh word. Rebel against what the enemy is trying to do. That's more than just, eh. We are opposing strongly. Okay? So, resist him, the enemy. Steadfast. That means steadfast means solid or strong. In what? The faith. The word of God. Not your and you, not your thoughts, not your attitude, not what you see, what you feel, but what this word says. Stand strong in that. Rebel against the enemy and what he's trying to do. And stand fast. Be strong. Be solid. Oppose the enemy. That's what we need to be doing. And so we need to resist that. Be steadfast. Then it says this. See, using the word... Prayer in all spiritual things that we have at our disposal. We need to do that. Listen, there is no such thing I don't believe as a casual Christian. There really isn't. Because if you're a Christian, you are already on the front line. Whether you like it or don't like it, you are on the front line already. So you might as well just accept the fact. You know, when I was in the military... And we did war games, and there was one time when some of I'm dating myself. Some of you may remember that Iran blew up a, a club in Berlin, Germany. Um, we just about went to war over that. We got sent to the wall, and you know we're on the front line. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't anybody on that front line that just says, "Well, you know, I'm kind of here just casually, and you know, if they start firing, well, it'll be okay. You know, we'll be protected." No, our attitude was, "We're going and." It is on. Now, was there some fear and trepidation? Um, yeah. There's 21 mechanized Russian divisions around us. In Berlin, Germany, we were a, what we were is a warning flag that the war broke out. We were a speed bump, man. We were just there to say, hey, war broke out. Because when we got in country, they said, 
If a war breaks out, you've got six minutes before they level this city. So we had a six-minute lifespan. Praise God. At that time, it wasn't praise God. It would, you know, I wouldn't have been going where I needed to be going. Praise God. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> My point is this. We need, you're on the front line, and you need to risk. You need to fight the fight. You need to fight. We need to fight that good fight of faith. Because I'm going to tell you something. No one can do it for you. We can stand with you. But sooner or later, you're going to have to stand and do your fighting. Because in those dark days, in those hours of the night when the enemy is coming and trying to convince you of things, you've got to fight. So we have to fight. But it says in verse 10, may the God of grace, that word grace, the power of God that helps us accomplish what he calls us to do. That's his grace. See, people get grace and mercy mixed up. We say, you know, <clears throat> okay, we've got a relationship going on, and, you know, worship team, they've got, worship musicians are funky, man. Musicians are a different breed, and, and sometimes they don't always get along. Now, we've got perfect peace up here. I'm just saying. And so, and they say, well, I've got grace for that. No, you've got mercy for that. I've got mercy on you because maybe we don't agree there's mercy. But grace is, again, the power of God to give you the ability to do what he's called you to do. So it says, but the, may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have, uh-oh, you don't like this word, suffered a while, all right, now, suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. Now, <clears throat> why am I going here? Because I want you to understand, we are in a spiritual battle, and here's what that word, the minute we see, we think about suffer sometimes, you know, whipped chains and beat down, and, but here's what suffered, here's what the, the Greek of suffered means. It means endure unpleasant experiences. That could be any range of things. It could be from easy or hard. But you are going to endure unpleasant experiences. This is what it says. But may the God of all grace, the one who empowers you to do everything that he's called you to do, called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have endured some unpleasant experiences. Now listen to this. Now make sure you hear this. A while. We don't know what a while means. All right. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That doesn't mean it's over. What he is saying there is once you've, we've, we've done some things, maybe you've endured some unpleasant things, you are now mature enough to move on and experience and endure some more things. But you'll be settled. I've already settled in my heart. doesn't matter how hard it is, no matter how hard it comes, I have settled it. I'm settled. You know, I am not, I'm not twisted in, the, in anymore with things that come. I've matured to the point where in my household, we're not having spitting contests over toilet paper and toothpaste. I've matured past that. Praise God. When I come to the bathroom and the toilet paper roll is the wrong way, it's going over top, it's universally known, it's full, and it's underneath, I don't get all shook up about that. Or I go to the cabinet and the toothpaste tube is squeezed in the middle, that is absolutely a sin. I just haven't been able to find it in the Bible yet. Because everybody universally knows it's supposed to come from the bottom, nice and neat up. Amen. Amen. I have moved. I have matured past that. Praise God. Yes, sirree. 
Now, I moved on some to other challenges in my life. You know, that whole, I'm committed to you, honey, even though nothing in me feels committed to you right now. Now, I was just talking to a brother earlier. Don't say this, even though you think it. I don't like you right now, but I'm committed to you. That might be the truth, but kind of think in your head, I don't like you right now. Well, I'm committed to you. Sometimes you got to do it with grit. I'm committed to you. Anybody that's been buried more than five minutes knows exactly what I'm saying. Yep. Or that, that encompassing, yeah, I love you, honey. I know that probably never goes on in your house. Praise God. But listen, I want you to understand, any suffering we do on this planet is temporary. Compared to eternity? Are you kidding me? Do you know your life on this planet is that compared to eternity? What are you going to do with that? Determines rewards. I'm telling you, just because things are crazy in the world and things are coming against us and things are difficult, do not give up and do not give in to it. Keep fighting. going to be, not be really, really bright. And, and if, if, if you can't see the darkness and the gross darkness, I can see the gross darkness cloud coming. I see it. And so that, this is, and, and, and in that, this is our greatest hour. It is not an accident that you are on this planet at this particular time in history. So many of us say, boy, I wish I was around the times of the disciples. No, you don't. No, you don't. You ready to be filleted alive for your faith? I don't know if I'm there yet. I mean, I'm a man of God, but I'm like, you know, you know, or, or skewered or, or barbecued or boiled, you know. Ah, turn him over. It's time to saute the other side. If, if, someday I'll tell you what, how all 12 disciples died. It was pretty gruesome. But we need to stand. The hour we're living in, we're going to have to press on, and sometimes it's difficult. Philippians 3.12 says, Not that I have already attained or already am perfected, but I press on. That word press means pursue. I, I am going to continue to pursue the things of God, continue to pursue God's way of doing things in my life. Not your way. Not the way you think, not the way you feel, not the way you see, but his way, because that's the best way, even though sometimes it's the hardest way to do things. We press on. I pursue that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. We need to be chasing him and pressing on so that we can lay hold of all that Christ has to the fullest, because we are going to need all of it in the day we're living in. We are. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I don't want, I don't want to have a, a group of people. I am seeing God move in such big ways, big ways. But you know what I'm seeing? Because people are looking for this great revival. And I'm saying, you're already missing it because you're not seeing it. Because I am seeing people that before something would come, they'd get blown right over. They're standing. I'm seeing people standing in their faith. I'm seeing people being more bold. I'm seeing people being more mature and more seasoned than they've ever been in their life. 
That is a sign of God moving, folks. Because He is getting His people ready because the battle is on. That's why I have been hammering for two or three months about loving one another, about standing with one another, about believing in one another, about quit pointing out all the faults in one another. We've got them. And I'm not saying we're just going to ignore things that are going on, but we've got to get together and because this fight is coming, we need us together. Loving one another. doesn't mean we're going to agree on every little thing, but we can agree, agree to disagree and still love each other. I do it all the time. I'm married. <laughs> Honey, we have to agree to disagree because I love you. You know? The enemy is working right now so hard with thoughts and confusion. And, <clears throat> and here's what happens. You start meditating on those things. And it's, and it's a fight. It's a real fight. And I'll give you an example. Okay, I want everybody, if you'll help me out here a little bit. I want everybody to think of the color red. Think of the color red. Everybody got it? Your vision red. See the color red? Okay, now forget about it. Forget about red. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm getting, here's where I'm getting going with this. In verse 13, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting. I was looking at this word forgetting, and I'm like, how do I forget, Lord? These things that have happened in the past, how do you forget? Because I can't forget. I, because, you know, the thing of it is, is, I'll give you an example. Before I was saved, I listened to music. I could be walking to the store, and music can play from that era that I wasn't saved, and it takes me right back to exactly where I was at, what I was doing right then. Boom! And I'm like, I want to forget this, but it's in there. It's like Prego, man. It's in there. How do I get rid of it? But, so I'm looking at this word forget, and I'm just, how do we tell people to forget those things that are, are behind? How do we forget? Now, very interesting word. Reaching forward to those things that are ahead. That word forgetting means to neglect. Neglect those things that are back. If you just don't pay it, give them attention, you just don't feed them, you don't keep confessing them, you neglect them, pretty soon they will die. And they will not have that power over you. Okay? Because there was a time in my life, there was places that I couldn't even go because of the draw after I got saved. But I neglected it long enough to where it died, to where it doesn't have that hold anymore. I can remember it, but it doesn't have that womb, attack, attachment. I neglected it. So neglect those things that are in the past. Press toward what God has. Because the enemy is forever trying to remind you of red. And you know, that's all I can think about is red. And then I start confessing red. Then all I want to do is wear red. And then I'm acting red. And none of it's good. we got to neglect that till it dies. And guess what? That is a spiritual battle. And the enemy is counting on the fact that he can get you focused on that because then you're no good today and tomorrow for what God has for us because of the battle that we have to fight. And he uses it in distractions. Absolute distractions. Distractions, distractions, distractions. And again, I'll go back to, go ahead and tell yourself, tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to spend five minutes praying. Go to prayer. Me and God, just me and nobody else around. 
and you see how many distractions come that quick. Oh, man. Oh, you, oh did I forget to do this in my truck? I got laundry to do. What are we going to have for supper? What's gonna be, what are we going to do for breakfast? What am I going to do about this? Oh, I got kids. And then pretty soon what you do, you get up out of your prayer closet and you start going to do all those things. And you got distracted. You can't get distracted. Can't get distracted. God's got something for you, and this is for you, man. This is a word for you. You know that God's got something for you, and all this other stuff that's going out here to try to get to your emotions is a distraction. The enemy is using it to try to pull that, pull you away from what he has for you. So recognize it as a distraction. Count it all joy because there's something in you the devil's trying to get out of you, and God has something in store for you. So be encouraged. Isn't that kind of backwards? It sounds kind of backwards. The enemy's coming after me. Well, praise God. That means I must have something he wants. But use it to doink him on the head. You like that word, doink? Doink. Hey, devil, doink. Of course, I want to do more than doink, man. I want to crush. Smash it. But, you know, think about it. I want you to think about it. The devil is walking around with brain damage. Bruised our heel. We his head. So he doesn't think right anyway. So neglect what is behind. And so I don't know if that helped you. That really helped me. That really helped me. And the enemy keeps trying to break. No, I'm going to neglect that. Ignore it. I'm going to neglect it long enough. It's like I'm talking about myself. I have this idea that my honeydew list, if I neglect it long enough, it'll go away. It just keeps getting bigger, but if I, I just, I have enough faith to believe if I neglect it long enough, it'll go away. You know, and my wife, she's, I love her, God bless her, you know, but if, you know, it's like when we first got married, we had our little jobs, you know, my job was to take out the garbage, and, and I wasn't very good at that, so she kept taking it out, and then somebody told her, well, you, you got to stop doing it, you, so force it, you got to create a vacuum. So she would take the garbage can, and I don't know why I tell these stories on myself, she'd take the garbage Bag, bang, tied up, and she put it right in the middle of the door. <laughs> and I would see it in the morning. And, <laughs> go right on my way and not think a thing of it. It wasn't, it didn't bother me a bit. I neglected it. Didn't even think of it. She said, did you not see the girl? I didn't even see it. That's how we need to get with the enemy. I neglect, I didn't even see that. Don't even feel that. Don't even experience that anymore. Yeah, I know. Marriage won't. One, yeah. Therefore, now listen to this in verse 15. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. What mind? Forgetting those things that are past. That's what he's talking about. Neglecting those things. And if any of you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, now listen to this. To the degree that you've already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. What you know do. Not everybody's the same place spiritually, but what you know to do, do. What you don't know, you can't do. Look, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was on a construction site this weekend, and I don't know how to do everything. There's some things I know how to do. So I did what I knew. Now, there were some other things. If somebody said, hey, I need you to trim this window. I can do it. You wouldn't like it. I don't have the patience for trim carpentry. Don't. No. Nope. Mm-mm. 
Let me, let me do all the framing. Because, you know, well, you know, it's not a square. Mother will get it. Somebody's in the construction trade knows what I'm talking about. Oh, mother will fix it. Mother, mothers are miracle workers. <laughs> Anybody in the construction business knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, so what are we doing? So as we are maturing, do what you know to do. And some of us are very mature in the faith. And I'm going to tell you something. Because we walk in the authority we have, now listen to me carefully. Nobody is off the hook for this. Because God has given us spiritual authority, we also have a spiritual responsibility. People want authority, but they don't want the responsibility that goes with it. I want to be in charge, but I don't want the responsibility. We've got a, a brother at the Cedarville Church that um, runs Cedar Campus. That's a huge ministry. And he has authority. And so I was asking his son, I said, wouldn't you love it one day if your dad just said, here, I'm going to give it to you. And he said, yeah, I get to do things my way now. And I said, in two hours, you're going to have 15 complaints. What are you going to do? That's like I tell people all the time here. You want to pastor this church? Great. I'll give you the pulpit, but I'm giving you my cell phone too. You get to answer the calls because you have a responsibility now with the authority in the position you've been put in. And no one is off the hook. You've been called by God. You have a responsibility because you've been given authority. Wherever you're at, and I'm not talking about from the pulpit, this and that. I mean as a Christian, you have responsibility because you've been given spiritual authority. So we have a spiritual responsibility to fight in the spiritual realm. And I'll, let's go back to, if you don't want to fight for you, fight for our kids. I am sick and tired of watching our kids. Now, this is maybe a little bit of an old statistic, and I am winding her down here. But a few years ago, and I don't know if it's up to date, and it may very well be the same, the suicide rate in this region is five times higher than the national level. That is a spiritual issue, my friends. And that's why we in this church and the Sioux Christian Fellowship, man, we are praying. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray against those spiritual things. It's a battle. And so we need to have the maturity to think this way. Wherever you're at spiritually, walk with the same mindset. I press toward... I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That word press means, again, pursue. That upward means the things of God that he's called us to. So if you're mature, that word mature is not easily swayed. We need to be not easily swayed by things of the world. We need to be mature in the word. And in those that aren't quite as mature, we need to help them along. We need to stand with them. Listen. Richie, I'm with you. You don't have to do this alone, man. you got people here. We're standing with you. What you don't know spiritually, we'll help you with. You know? Praise God. We've got young people that they are the future of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to make sure. And young people, help you help yourselves. Take, take the, maybe the road that's less traveled by. Maybe it's a little more difficult. It's not like what the world says in the world the way the world does things, but you watch and see what God can do with you and through you. You'll have more joy and more peace than you could ever imagine by any other way. And, and I know some of the young people say, man, you don't even want your time. You're old-fashioned. No, 
I'm not old-fashioned. This is a contemporary gospel. It's a today gospel. So it says, nevertheless, to the degrees you've already attained, which means come upon or found out, whatever you can do, wherever you're at, do. So I want you to be encouraged today. Don't give in and don't give up. Because I read the end of the book, and we win. Kenneth Copeland says this, My dad owns the field, he owns the bat, and he owns the ball. We just keep playing until we win. If you don't quit, you can't lose. Don't give in. Don't give up. And I want to really encourage you today that Jesus is still at the right hand of the Father. All this craziness that's going on, he is not shocked or surprised or taken aback. But he's got a people that if we walk in the authority and the responsibility that we have, you watch and see, even though difficulties come, we can still have joy. We can still have peace. We can still laugh. We can still have all the things that Christ said we can have. Amen? Don't give up. Don't quit. Love you guys. God bless you. Yep. Quick testimony. Yep, that would be a good place to close. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when the enemy when the enemy comes like a flood, God raises up a standard. Amen. Praise God. That's a great lesson. Somebody puts, God puts somebody in her, pray for him. Pray for him, amen? Well, Father, we thank you. I pray that, Lord, people heard and, and Lord, that are encouraged today that we just, we do win. We just have to fight this battle. And, Lord, it is a battle. And we, know, we already know that we're in a war, so we've already accepted that fact. And we know sometimes it's not going to be comfortable or easy. But, well, Lord, we know that we win, and we can have peace, and we can have joy right in the middle of the battle. And we just thank you, Lord, for your for your mercy, for your grace in our lives. But we also thank you, Lord, for the strength and the courage to do all the things that you have for us to do today. And I just give you praise. I pray protection over every person that's here. Lord, let them go in faith and in strength and encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday afternoon. Love you. <laughs>